Welcome back, Sports Hangover. As we welcome you to our number three, 800-998-1003 is the way to give us a buzz. Love to hear from you, Pelicans fans. Your thoughts on last night's 138-130 ball game in which the Pels had a lot of good. Down 21 to start off with in the first quarter. That was not good. Uh, and then they just slowly but surely started coming back. Taking the lead. And then there at halftime, uh, Brandon Ingram, an over-the-shoulder sort of heave. The graph is uh, his post-half-court heave description. Ingram just picked it up at the timeline with about a half second. He spun to his left and just threw up a right-hand hook, and it counts. No. Yes. Oh, oh my B.I., Sheesh! <laughs> I, I I am speechless. Well, I guess we should be used to it, because that's the third half court plus shot we have made this year. But that the most unlikely, as Ingram fumbled it, and he just picked it up at the timeline and said, "Oh well, why not?" And right. it goes in. So that was the guys describing going into the locker room again, down twenty one. Pels had a tremendous third quarter there as well. And um, it really did look like the Pelicans were going to walk out of Denver with a victory. And the long rebound, Aaron Gordon. Our entire bench was up for that one. And now a steal, Herb, and he's keeping it bouncy again. He's going to go in, and he's going to dunk it in with two hands, not on Herb. His first two points, and it's down to one, 71-70 Denver. Yep, and then the Pels eventually do take the lead. Brandon Ingram. Ingram. Sizing up green, pulls up above the right elbow, and we got the lead for the first time tonight as Ingram knocks down yet another mid-range. The magic of the third quarter continues. 13-2 run for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, things are going well. They won the, the third quarter 37-22. to Unfortunately, in the fourth quarter, a 40-30 fourth quarter. Um, sent the game into overtime, a 14-6 frame in OT. Got the victory for Denver again. We can talk about officiating. We can talk about the free throws disparities. They had 19 fourth quarter threes. Pels had, what, five or at that point with 19 seconds left. I think Devontae Graham then missed a free throw. Brandon Ingram did right after that. Um, that was tough to watch. Uh, Jokic, every single play is, you know, the most demonstrative human being I've ever seen that doesn't get a technical. CJ asks about a play, gets teed up. Despite all of that, again, you know, they could have won that game, should have won that game. And I think that's how I opened up the show today, saying, look, you essentially needed a Herculean effort from Nikola Jokic, 46 points for him. He had 30, by the way, in the fourth quarter in overtime alone. 30 points. Fourth quarter and overtime. Pelicans didn't get a stop from the 7 minute 38 second mark. And from that, despite that, the free throw disparity, 43 for them. They made 34. Pelicans 20 of 29. But they made 34 points. 
right? And they make 20, 34 to 20. I mean, that's a, that's a big difference, right? Big difference. So when you look at all of that, it took all of that to beat the Pelicans in a game they could have won and should have won. They make the free throws, they win the game. If you listen to the guys in the locker room, they could have done more, could have executed better, could have gotten a stop. I thought Willie Green could have done some things. Maybe not sit Brandon Ingram nearly as long as he did when he was cooking. The guy ended with 38 points, but I feel like they didn't really impact it as much as he possibly could in the fourth. He had a tremendous shot off the bank, uh, off the backboard with a minute 12 left. Again, I just they, they could have won this game. So much so. So let's hear from the guys in the locker room again. 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime in on um, on the call here as well. And here's what Brandon Ingram had to say about this being a learning experience. Very important. You know, um, I think we will look back at this one. And if we get a chance to play Denver again, we'll, we'll have, um, an adjustment and, um, we'll be well prepared when we, when we go into, um, Denver again. Um, I think it's good for things to happen like this so we don't get complacent. So we can continue to push and try to be, um, a better team by, by the playoffs. One of the other things that you heard here as well that I guess somewhat stood out is CJ McCollum. I thought you saw, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to call it his worst game as a Pell. Just kind of didn't seem into the flow and things of that nature. But as he said, he, he thinks that they probably could have done some things differently there. And it's a growing point. We got to close out better. I got to do a better job of getting us into stuff faster. Um, I, I, I take responsibility for some of the lack of execution in late shot clock situations. Balls in my hands. I got to make sure I'm, I'm putting us in position a little early, a little faster, getting a better grip, grasp of play calling and what I kind of want to run down the stretch of games. And then we got away from some things where we didn't, we didn't get some of the, their weaker defenders in the action. So I got to do a better job with that. But I mean, this was a very winnable game. We started off slow. Gave up a lot of points in the first quarter, but we bounced back well um, in the second half. And uh, this is a winnable game we gave away. Uh, but credit them, they played well. This will be a good learning experience for us going forward. I played in a lot of games like these, so I got to do a better job of uh, taking control, not just scoring, but you know, making sure everybody's in the right spots and kind of being that calming influence down the stretch. Willie Green on the game and says some things that he would have liked to have done differently. I have to go back and watch the tape. Um, I'm sure there's always uh, room for improvement on my end if I go back and watch and see some areas that I think I could have done better, so for sure. General D, thank you for giving us a call here on the Sports Hangover. Sir, how are you? I'm doing well. I had had an opportunity to listen all day, but um, one of the observations in watching the game, and, and like everybody else, they're frustrated because you, you come back from that big deficit, but um, I thought some of the rotations down the stretch were a little bit off, and mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's hindsight's 2020. Right. But when Valanchunas goes out, I would have liked to have seen Jackson Hayes get in the game back at the four, keep Billy at the five, and then bring uh, Jackson over as a double on Jonas. It, Jonas was, you know, I mean, uh, the Joker, not Jonas. The Joker was getting way too many just one-on-ones, and his athleticism against Billy is just unmatched. I mean, you just can't stay with him. And But if you come over with the double team, they'll bring in a double late in the game, 
but it was a small double, and he was passing it away. Um, but I thought it was a little bit too late. But there was times when he isolated and just used Billy. And plus, he was getting a lot of calls uh, to the rim. Some of them were warranted. Um, but I would have liked to have seen Jackson Hayes come in a game, to, at least from the weak side, because he's capable of coming in and, and, and bringing that large trap, uh, you know, I thought would have been beneficial. But obviously, the, the free throw shooting down the stretch, right. I mean, all three of our big guys who, who typically step up to the line are 80 plus uh, shooters. Uh, CJ McCollum, um, Brandon Ingram, and uh, Graham missed, you know, shots that I think could have extended or at least changed the complexity of the game. But really, you know, once again, this is a team that that battled back from so far down, which is a testament to their, you know, wherewithal. But in the same hand, um, I think they kind of ran out a little bit of gas and then also took a couple of bad shots once they had the lead. Um, really didn't really put the onus on the officiating to get those some of those calls to the rim. They were settling for the mid-range game. Uh, I know you alluded to uh, C.J. maybe not having the best game, but he still played above average. Um and I think that there were a couple of times that maybe he could have settled this down. But I think the tactical error that, that I saw just in watching the game that I was frustrated with was bringing in a, a big four and trying to get the ball out of the Joker's hands because he was just – when he decided to go to the rim, it was over. I mean, he, he was either getting a call or he was scoring. But what, what was your thought on that? Yeah, look, from the get-go, I mean – whether it's double teams – Rotations, things. I, I I even brought up too earlier in the show, uh, General D. I'm like, it's a timeout too. I mean, Daniel Salerson on, on the radio call kept bringing it up, and, and Ty was asking, he can't remember a stop, and Daniel went back and looked at it. Seven thirty eight left to play in the fourth quarter. That was the last stop. So they basically played an entire quarter without getting one stop. It was either free throws or a jumper, and um, you know, I don't know, maybe a timeout there to kind of. Give a breather to your defense, make a play, make a set, because you kind of get the sense and feel if you can get one to two stops, your offense was going, you, you could win that game, you know? Um, so to your point, I, I did see a lot of people on social media last night suggesting maybe Jackson Hayes on that, and you heard CJ McCullum after the game say they'll, they'll be ready and they'll have adjustments next time they, they meet, um, Denver. BI said the same thing there as well. So, you know, that's why I'm, I'm looking at it, and I think that's why Willie Green, CJ, and BI both said, all three said at the end of the game that, a game like that is good experience and a good learning experience for everybody involved because you're not in those situations like that at this time of the year against a team like that. That felt like a playoff game to me, didn't it, in the fourth quarter? It sure did. Oh, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. It was definitely a heavyweight fight you know, down the stretch. But just to be clear, not not Hayes at the five. Right. Hayes doesn't have enough no, up, right. up to, to, to really just wear, wear the distance. But... I think coming in with two bigs at that time, trying to double him would have been beneficial. But really, that's I've said this before. There's so many things going on to the head coach's mind of situation, timeout, play, um, what he wants to run when he's coming down. Yeah. I think the assistant coaches, that's, that's where they need to step up. Some of those guys haven't been the lead assistant or had the ability to kind of get in his ear and say, look, you're right, call a timeout. Or just to change up, or a guy that's sitting for too long. I know that... that Brandon Ingram sat for a little while when he was he was just he was cooking, and a couple of times the ball should have gotten through him. I remember AB saying, you know, man, that the ball's got to go to Bi in his possession. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes that didn't happen. But like anything, this is this is a learning experience to some extent. But um, you know, where they were missing out the most was the four. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's that's Zion. So 
when he gets healthy, and maybe not this year, but next year, this team's going to be very good. There's going to be a lot to handle uh, in the Western Conference. It'll so definitely be. To throw those two things out. Yeah, no, for sure. It'll definitely be fun to watch. Thank you, General. We appreciate the phone call. Shane, give me your best 60 to 90 seconds, certainly, and we'll get Marlon Fave right on board. How are you? Hey, Goose. How you doing today, bud? Doing well, man. I had a, a couple of uh, strategic issues. I didn't like Herb Jones taking the ball out at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. He, he almost lost the game on that last play when he threw it. I, I thought they could have found somebody else to take the ball out. And that last timeout that uh, really used, I didn't think it was necessary at that time. He could have used that timeout. Maybe when Herb was taking that ball out on that last play, I, can't, I think he kind of wasted that. But through all of that, there's no reason Jokic should be able to behave the way that he behaves after every call. You get yeah. every call in the game, and then the one or two times that you don't get the call that you think you did should get that, and it's right in front of the referee slamming the ball down when he got that foul in the corner where he was pushed out of bounds. That's a T. That should have been automatic. It doesn't matter if you're the MVP, TVP, PVC, whatever you are. <laughs> That should have been automatic technical foul, right? And that, that that was that was ridiculous. But it was a good game, a learning learning experience. But they got to clean up a few things. But they still should have won the game with the free throws at the end. Yeah, Shane, that was tough, man. Uh, and I guess that that's why I look at it this morning where, you know, where I open up the show and I'm like, you know, I, I am disappointed. It stinks watching that. But at the same time, you know what? It took all of that to beat you in overtime. Like it took a yeah. lot, you know. So in Denver, yeah, in Denver, forty-three free throws, Jokic thirty points in the fourth quarter in OT. The officials not calling it their same both ways, you know. I mean, CJ not looking like himself at times. Willie learning as well. I mean, all of that, dude. And Aaron Gordon getting superstar calls. Oh, stop it, man! That that dude was being treated like LeBron. I, I don't don't even get me started yeah. on number fifty. That's, that that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate the phone call, bud. Uh, Marlon Favorite, we'll chat with him next. I'll ask him what he thinks about Jaden Daniels, quarterback from Arizona State, transferring to LSU. He's 6'3", 185, 6,000 yards passing. How does he help the quarterback room? Plus, we'll talk a little Crescent City Kings football as well. That's right. It's another football team in the city. Getting ready to play some ball. We'll touch that next on ESPN New Orleans. Ready to feel the excitement of the conference championships? Turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LaRose. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code LaRose. This week in DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 or over, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. 
Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Is it COVID? Is it the flu? Or another type of respiratory illness? Looking for a flu or COVID vaccine offered in the evenings or on weekends? Lady of the Sea After Hours is reopening on Monday, January 10th. Our staff of healthcare providers are here for you Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Walk-ins welcome, no appointments necessary, located directly in front of the hospital on West 134th Place in Cutoff. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Sports Hangover. Marlon Favorite joins us as he does on Mondays and Fridays. Um, as always, sir, I appreciate your time. How are you today? All is well, Gus. Uh, a little wet in the fire bowl for today, but no, no biggie. You know, just, just kind of. You know, riding through the West Bank right now, just getting ready to go get the kids. Typical Monday, you know, Mardi Gras over. Everybody back in school. So, hello, somebody. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figure that here as well. And um, um, I think one of the things that you probably are feeling better is LeBron's 56 points over the weekend, huh? No, that did feel good against Steph Curry. I'll score arguably the best Shooter of our time, maybe. That's not even a maybe of definite. Mm-hmm. And he outscored him. But Gus, it's LeBron James. You know, it's different. It's, you know, it's the MJ of our time. It's only two Space Jam movies, right? <laughs> MJ was in one of them, and, you know, LeBron James. Okay. You know, you know how this goes. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got you. Um,. So I, I think one of the things I want to ask you before we talk a little Crescent City Kings football, sir, is I want to ask you about Jaden Daniels. 6'3", 185 from Arizona State. He um, commits to LSU, will be in town within a week or so per Brody Miller of the Athletic. LSU spring football starts March 24th, Marlon. So the Tigers getting back to practice here very shortly. What did you think when you, you saw this commit here in a room that now has, you know, Miles Brennan, you have Walker Howard and Garrett Nussmeyer? I like it. I think it makes the quarterback competition that much more interesting from that perspective. Uh, and this guy, he brings a different element to the, than what we have in a quarterback room right now. Um, all the quarterbacks in the quarterback room right now are typical pro-style quarterbacks. This kid can sit in the pocket. He can throw it. He has, what, 60-plus completion uh, ratio. Uh, he... Uh, He's elusive. I posted on my Instagram one of his highlights. He can run the option. So you, now you have more of an RPO 
and, and he's more of your Jalen Hurts, your more mobile quarterback, someone mm-hmm. who can not only manipulate the, the pocket with the ability to step up um, and, and, and utilize the offensive line correctly, but you also have someone that can run. And, and that's if you don't have Joe Burrow, you got to have that. Today's game, you saw it. Big, big, big Jordan Davis, 341 pounds running a 4.7. <laughs> As a quarterback nowadays, you got a man that big running that fast coming at you. Yep. You got to be able to move. So mobility is key. And, and this is a guy, again, that was just in the SEC last year. I don't think Kirby Smart's going to slow down on bringing in recruits like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it is important that, that we do have someone mobile in the, in the, in the offense. I thought Brody brought up a very good point, too, saying, look, um, in the – He's even actually said it, Walker Howard, that he wouldn't mind sitting down uh, that first year, kind of get better, and really that he and Nussmeyer are essentially going to compete for the starting role in 23, which is why you wanted Miles Brennan. You want that veteran guy to get going in between Daniels and, and Brennan. You have competition now. You have two guys in case one gets injured, and you kind of help that room all the way overall. So, Marlon, we're going to focus a lot more on that, obviously, come March 24th when the Tigers get to spring ball. But we got another football to get into here as well the crescent city kings you want to go check them out at crescentcitykings.com to get all the latest info how to try out the works as mr frederick washington head coach and defensive coordinator joins us along with marlon favorite coach how are you today pretty good thanks for having me yep for sure marlon what's up coach animal man me and coach go back, how you brother. doing Jeff, my guy right here out. brother what's up man Marlon, how big is it uh, for Coach Washington and the Crescent City Kings to have a developmental league like this? And and not only that, but Coach, you guys were the champs last year, huh? Yeah, we are national champs, twenty twenty one. With victories beating a team out of Birmingham, Alabama. Marlon, and hey, Gus, Gus, you talk about the importance of, of of the developmental league here in New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans is the holy mecca for Louisiana town. I mean, you look at um, high school football, you look at guys like Leonard Fournette, Tyron Matthew, uh, Law Rest in Peace to the Dead, uh, our dear brother Joe, Joe, uh, Joe McKnight. I mean, you, you, that, that's Louisiana. But everybody doesn't have the opportunity to go play big Division One football. You know, they may end up going to smaller schools. And with that being said, you know, the professional – um, opportunity isn't there as most would want it, right? So I say all that to say that with the developmental league here, the Crescent City Kings, it gives the opportunity to some really great athletes in our area to play ball, meaningful ball, play against competition from different places in the country. Like this weekend, they, they, they beat uh, Pensacola's team 30, I want to say, to six. You know, that's huge, and it's just something to feel good here in the city. Coach, how important is it uh, along the lines of what Marlon was saying is to, to have kids that maybe uh, don't get that opportunity, don't get that look-see or an injury perhaps at the wrong time of the year, you know, doesn't allow them to continue to pursue football to have something like this? Well, uh, being honest, it's something that's great. It's definitely needed in our area uh, just because of those reasons that you stated. Uh, it's something that's, that's really has growing especially in uh, the Southeast region. Mm-hmm. A lot of gentlemen have, have taken advantage of this opportunity to showcase their talents in the uh, developmental football league. Uh, 
And I think that um, a lot of guys that's in our area that uh, for some reason, whatever it may be, didn't have that uh, opportunity to go to college or or even if they were in college and mm-hmm. for some reason they had to come home. Credit City Kings uh, gives them that, that platform to display their talent. Um, how important is it to also maybe have some guys in and around from this area that still have that attachment and community so people can get out there to Victory Field and support them? It, it, I guess I'm, I'm assuming it would help to have some guys that you've probably been following. Yeah. Um, you know, community support is is, is, big, is really the, the, the strength of any brand of football. And really, if the if the community, the guys that was missed, or anyone that's interested, you know, we are definitely the doors open to uh, that type of help and or what goes on into the metro area pertaining to football. Mm-hmm. Marlon, got anything else, bud? Well, I wanted to add, uh, uh, Gus, Delvin Bro has been a, a family friend of the show of ours for a while, and mm-hmm. he came from the semi-pro. You know, here's a guy who went to LSU didn't play a lick of ball, but had the skill set. You know, that built him the confidence to go to the AFL from their Canadian Football League, and we know his same story. So, you know, that's somebody Coach Animal goes far back with. Uh, Coach Animal's son, also Carnell Stewart, national champion at LSU, two-time national champion. So, you know, just speaks about not only Coach, uh, Coach Washington and, and what he means to the community for developing athletes or athletes looking for a second chance, but – just a great and, and fun for the city too, man. Y'all make sure y'all go out there and check the Kings out, baby. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking forward to it, Coach. Anything you uh, want to tell uh, the listeners out there? Why to come out there to Joe Brown Field? Yeah, uh, community support. You know, we are just like everything else that's big and and going strong in New Orleans when it pertains to athletics. The Crest City Kings is right also in on that same avenue or boulevard. We want community support. We want people to come out and support these young men that are trying to turn around and do things the right way in our city. Appreciate the time, as always. Uh, hey, what's the next home game, man? Uh, next home game is March next weekend. Okay. That's a date exactly in front of me. And we'll be playing the Arkansas Punisher. Ooh, I like that. All right. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it so much. Coach Frederick Washington. Thanks, Thank you for having me. Yep, for sure. Marlon, final word for you, sir. Uh, something of that nature when you get to watch some some local football here as well and support it as he's talking about with the community, but also just to kind of tie you in. Look, you got spring balls starting in and around the, the other schools in the state. Got this here as well. Um <laughs> Man, we're getting closer. I think next year, right? You got the, uh, what, XFL and USFL starting this spring here as well. We're getting closer to just full-time football, dude, all year long. <laughs> it's that, Gus. Football is year-round. Even with the NFL, there's so much news around it. Now we're talking free agency. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Marlon. Man, thanks for having me, Gooch. Y'all enjoy the week, baby. For sure, buddy. We'll talk again on Friday. I'll get Marlon's thoughts on the combine. Anybody stood out how the Tigers did and also how the, the beef did in their drills. Quick break. We come back. Steve Worthy is set to give us a buzz here as the Zurich Classic of New Orleans had their media day today. So about a month away or so from um that tournament coming back. And the big news is it'll be back like it used to be, right? No restrictions. 
as we continue here on oh oh and the two-minute report came out by the way from last night's game imagine that yes they got a bunch of calls wrong it's the sports hangover on espn new orleans welcome to Allstate, where saving on your auto insurance is kind of like a joy ride you your car and an open road Maybe your best friend, too. The music is chill, and so is the traffic. You and your friend both look over at each other, and then he puts his head back out the window. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Allstate and affiliates offer products and services subject to availability, terms, and conditions. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Bucket! Bucket! Ingram, hook pass, left corner, C.J. Catch and shoot three. Down for McCollum! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join John DeShazer and me as the Pelicans take on the Houston Rockets. Sunday at 6 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Definitely feels like spring. And uh, nothing lets you feel like it's spring and <laughs> you're watching... Like uh, golf on TV and, of course, the Zurich Classic of New Orleans around the corner next month. It is the weekend before the NFL draft. Mr. Steve Worthy joins us to talk a little bit about that. Sir, it was your media day today. How are you? Uh, things are great. Had a good day. Um, is is the story of today the fact that it's back to normal? Is that where we start? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we... We're very fortunate to have great support and have a record charity year. We, we gave away $2.3 million to children's charities from last year's tournament, you know, with some limitations. And the fact that we're back to what we looked like in 2019 is uh, exciting. I think people are very fired up. We're looking forward to a great year. 41 days, to be exact, before the tournament gets going, April 18th through the 24th. Look, one of the things that uh, we've talked about the last, what, two, three years now that you've had the, the, the pairings, right? The, the team play that, that still seems to be a golfer favorite. And I think a fan favorite. It really is. Uh, you know, it's nice to be able to do something different. Uh, you know, some of the guys, some of the media guys asked today, uh, Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman are defending champs. You know, as you talk to other players about the Zurich classic, you know, what, what do you hear? What, what do people say? And what do they mm-hmm. think? And, you know, they still love the, the fact that we're doing something different, a, a chance you know, the two of them rented a house for the week and went out and had a couple beers every night. And it's a chance to kind of, you know, while you're playing for $8.3 million, you're still uh, <laughs> trying to have some fun and, and enjoy doing something a little different. You've got a partner to rely on. And, uh, you know, overall, the players still really, really enjoy it. So we feel like we're in a good place with it. Well, Steve, it just popped in my head. And not, not only did we have to deal with COVID and things of that nature, but there, there was a hurricane that, that kind of blew through this area here as well. How was the TPC of Louisiana, by the way? Well, it affected a good bit. The golf course is actually fine, but they lost about a thousand trees, 
And uh, there are going to be some places you look across the golf course, you'll see a lot further than you used to. You won't see those walls of trees and brush between holes and that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, You know, the the one place, if you're familiar with a golf course, on number 11, the par 5, there's a big cypress tree. It was a big cypress tree right in the middle of the fairway, about 90 yards short of the green. And that one went down. And the PGA Tour decided not to replace it for this year. Uh, They want to play without it for a year, see what it does. They had a replacement tree lined up, but uh, that'll be a decision they make after uh, after we play this year and see what it looks like. But you know, from a grass standpoint, the, everything is in great shape. Uh, just just a little more.